Babies, babies, we have got some big news to share. So let's, okay, let's first start and just say, welcome everyone to a creep time Christmas and to episode, officially episode 67 with a major announcement. Now for anybody who was lucky enough to sort of crack this or anybody who was deep in the Reddit threads, you may have seen There was a clue in our cover art that led you to this place, right to this moment on episode 67. Some of you got it, many did not, and I don't blame you because it was a Zodiac cipher that Stu and I had basically etched into the artwork of the tree on the left side of our cover art. In that cipher, it spells out Ep67, which is where we are, and we have something very, very exciting to share with you. So... Stu and I are excited to give you a few surprise gifts ahead of the holidays for everyone because we know that you're traveling long distances, you are hanging at home, you're going on plane rides, you're going on car rides. That sounded like everything I've been praying and preaching and saying and praying, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We, We wanted to give you guys some additional content to listen to. So what better way to announce the official debut of our second show, Creep Time After Dark. After freaking dark. Oh, baby. And it's uh, dark. We have been planning and recording this for months, but feels like years at this point. We're five episodes. Of, <laughs> like, feels like years. Um, it is the official after show of Creep Time, the podcast that is now available everywhere starting today. We have the first five episodes completely live. And the premise of the show <laughs> is a little, it's wild. It's a very different show from Creep Time, I would say. How would you describe it, Stu? unhinged that's a good start it's a good start (laughs) unhinged funny let loose we're just we're kikiing and we want the creepers to kiki with us and laugh too absolutely super off the cuff that's my favorite part about it is that nothing is planned it's totally uncut definitely comedy oriented and the reason being is because the whole premise of after dark was really that we needed an after show because these cases can get as great as they are to cover they're intense and they can get really heavy. So sometimes when we would just end creep time, the podcast, we would just kind of like shoot the for a minute and just relax. Cause we needed that come down that debrief. So we kind of thought, you know, can we bounce this into a show like an official after show that the creepers can be a part of. So what the premise is, is that (laughs) every week after an episode, we jump on for the after show and Stu pulls a word at random from this whole bank of words that are all inherently sinister. We have like cemeteries, back roads, asylums, but we also have phrases that are kind of unconventionally sinister, like <laughs> like middle school or dressing rooms, airplanes, roommates. That that's going to be a whole separate after show creep time roommates. <laughs> that's a whole other show coming 2025, but it's totally randomized. So Stu pulls the word at random and then we just banter on it. Totally uncut for the next 30 minutes. Hanging with you. It is unplanned off the cuff, uncensored. That is after dark. But of course we couldn't just leave you with one surprise. We have a few more. 
we are not only debuting today, Creep Time After Dark, but there is another show to announce. It is the solo show of mine, The Sinister with Solace. Yeah. Not Solace, Sil- Silas, sorry. <laughs> with Solace. With, with Solace. Solitude. <laughs> so this is just kind of like a really quick, like, turn em, burn em after show where it's like highly requested cases and mystery deep dives that we don't usually get a chance to cover on Creep Time, the podcast. That is also available everywhere starting today. First few episodes are live, but we are not stopping there. Creepers, you have been so kind and so loyal and just the absolute best this past year for Stu and I. I mean, we have just been on this ride with you, seeing all of your comments, everything that you post in the Reddit thread, everybody who bought merch. Thank you so much for that. And we know how important premium content is to so many of you who subscribe to it on Spotify. And you get all of our hidden episodes. You get all the special episodes with the guests and you know specialty cases that people request. We really wanted to do something to make this special for everyone and to expand premium content so it's more accessible for every single creeper. So for a limited time headed into next year, Creep Time Premium is now going to be available This is not the limited portion. It's now going to be available on both Spotify and it's coming to Apple Podcasts in 2024. You will have Creep Time Premium as well. But for a limited time starting in 2024, actually starting today, you will have the chance to lock in the discounted price of premium content, which we are dropping down from $8.99 down to $6.99, baby. Again, limited time offer. I sound like a big lot steal. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like get them EBC, while they're hot baby. i am we are <laughs> today's <destined>. special back to you <laughs> <sighs> silas dean and Stu, all three for the price of one i want to make like a qvc um parody with just us but for no known reason like there's no actual point to it or like reason for us to do that but i just think it would be fun to have uh, don't even plant that seed in my mind you know it's I there will. it's planted you plant that seed i will see the harvest <laughs> So going down from $8.99 to $6.99, we are super excited about this. But again, it is a limited time offer to lock in the price for premium content, which again includes our hidden episodes, specialty requests from creepers like you, special guests that we have had on, and, and, and the entire existing and future catalog of Creep Time, the podcast, all completely ad-free as a premium sub. So... You are getting all of this for the best winter break we can possibly give y'all to binge (laughs) to your heart's content, baby, all for $6.99 for a limited time only. So to recap, baby, we have got two brand new Creep Time original shows, Creep Time After Dark, The Sinister with Silas, both now coming your way live as of today, in addition to the discounted New Year's rate for Creep Time Premium, $6.99, which is soon to come to Apple Podcasts as well damn that was a mouthful (laughs) (laughs) and you can't can i also just get a hell yeah for the apple users like the apple baby for the apple users out there we need to say hats off to you right we we need we're gonna get our equal we're gonna get our day someday (laughs) we're on equal playing field (laughs) it's always it's always in flux too like if you look at our analytics like we're always 50 50 with apple so it's like a tug of war between like which side is the audience leaning towards? But of course, we love and appreciate the the Apple creepers, but they haven't had premium. 
which has been a struggle. I've, I've heard of a lot of messages coming through of them saying like, I listen on Apple, but I've heard you have premium. Do I have to download and pay for Spotify too? <laughs> and if you're, I got to say, if you're an Apple listener, mm-hmm. you're probably just psycho enough that you're not downloading both like myself. <laughs> do you have both so, downloaded? Uh, well, I do have the Spotify app, but I feel like I just exclusively listen to everything through Apple. Mm-hmm. Just like it's too much for me to juggle. So how beautiful <laughs> that now you don't have to skip back and forth. Absolutely not, babe. We wanted to make it accessible for everybody. That's right. And we have another show coming out called Naimum. <laughs> Stop. Wait, is it? No, sorry. I, I was just thinking, I was like, is the new Housewives episode out? This is coming out yes. on Friday. For us, it's Wednesday. It comes out on okay, Thursday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, tonight. <laughs> well, oh, you're on Peacock. It's live right now. <laughs> the way you said that. Oh, you're on Peacock, baby. <laughs> Oh, creepers. It's been a day. I'm sorry. The holidays have got us. They have got us worked up. But yeah, I'm so excited that we finally get to announce all of this. Good on everybody. Everybody who cracked that code. And what I think we will say is for maybe some of our new cover art, just keep your eyes peeled because you never know what might be lurking. Do we know the creeper that cracked the code? I don't think so. They were on Reddit. So... And there's a mm-hmm. number of them, actually. I'd have to look. But once one cracked it, or like one at least posed, like, why is there a Zodiac cipher on the tree in the cover art? That was like what set the the whole thing in motion where people were like, wait oh a second, wait a second. In fact, some of the creepers found After Dark early. <gasps> yeah. Creepers, I saw it. I saw it. And I was, like, I was like, they're leaking. They're leaking it. They're leaking it. <laughs> but... I think I saw that somebody said they asked um, either like Siri or I don't want to say her name because I don't want her to say anything, but Alexa. Oh, yeah. They were like, can you play Creep Time? And instead of playing Creep Time, the podcast, it played Creep Time After Dark. And they were like, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Oh, my God. They probably thought they entered another dimension. Seriously. Or that we we were just. The things we say on that podcast. Losing our minds, truly. Um, I will also say, yeah, Creep Time, the podcast, is definitely a family accessible podcast. Whereas Creep Time After Dark, it's After Dark, baby. I mean. Yeah. You better crack open a bottle of wine, kick back, and get ready for some <laughs> It seemed like you were contemplating banter. what you were going to say there. You better yeah, crack open like, a... <laughs> you, like, quivered for a second. It was intense. I was like, what do people crack open? Normally a beer. And I was like, I'm cracking open a bottle of wine. Baby, Just we're over both, my head. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, we're both cracking open spiritually. So very excited for that. We hope that everyone, as you're going into the holidays, that you have a safe and happy holiday. But we wanted to throw together a very specific episode for you because of course our last special that we did was halloween right we didn't do a thanksgiving special did we no i don't think so i mean how many scary halloween stories can you or thanksgiving stories can you pluck you know i mean i think all of them would just be around the table and that's i was going that's yeah, dark. exactly <laughs> we're not that kind of podcast so yeah. i have selected for you Stu, three true scary christmas stories that I would like you to react to. And I know you love them. I know you love I love these. <laughs> what did I say to you last time to warn you? Was I just like, brace yourself? Yes. What did I say to you? you well, oh. you probably told me to hold on to something. 
You should. You definitely should. I'm trying to think what the first one is because I did order these and two of them um, have a name attached to them. So I know who wrote them. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Only one does. I thought there were two. Um, But I'm going to start with this story first, which I have titled, Who's in the Snow? How you doing with that? (laughs) Frosty. No, it's Yolanda Hadid, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my love. Hello, my love. Okay, just one piece. (laughs) Oh, baby. So this story is called Who's in the Snow? And I don't have the author of it. I'm sure I could find it towards the end. But it is a Christmas-themed story that technically rears to a peak come Christmas Eve. So should we just jump straight into it? I don't know. Should we? Oh, my God. Please. Yes. Okay. All right, creepers. Let's go. It was a cold December night, a week before Christmas, and my family always does Christmas at our Hamptons, New York summer house. The Hamptons are always quiet around this time of year, as a large chunk of the real estate there is owned by rich people who have two or three other homes elsewhere in the country. My dad and I were at the home before the rest of my family, as my mom and sister still had to work until next weekend. My dad was retired at the time, and the school year was pretty much over for me for winter break, so he wanted me to go up there to the Hamptons' house early. We all have our own bedrooms in this house, which sits on a quiet dead-end road. My dad turned on the heat and the water, all of the stuff that he would always do to kind of, you know, take care of it if we hadn't been there for a few months. I brought my PS3 to play in my room, so I spent most of the first day just playing video games. On that first night that we were there, it was a big snowstorm. Again, another reason that we wanted to come early so we could beat the crappy road conditions that would come in the days after the storm. The next morning when I woke up and I went out to the kitchen, my dad asked me when I had built the snowman. I responded, what do you mean? And he said, the snowman in the backyard. And I went to look out the window and there were at least two feet of fresh snow on the ground. And there was a snowman sitting in our backyard. It had two sticks in its arms angled up into the air and it had eyes and a smile carved into the head. And the eyes in the mouth side, it was facing towards the window, towards us. I said to my dad, I didn't build that. And my dad left and said it must have been the neighbor kids. My dad thought that maybe it was just an innocent joke, and I did as well. Until the next night. That's where things got bad. I was in my bed asleep and suddenly woke up to a distinct thump on my window. I was terrified. I literally pulled the blankets up over myself to hide myself from the view of whoever might have been out there. But after five minutes, I started to wonder if maybe it was just snow that kind of fell off the roof or it blew on my window. I got up to peek out the window and I screamed because at first I thought what I saw was a person, but it was actually another snowman. It was just stood there like right outside my window except this one had an angry frown instead of a smiling face. I screamed for my dad and he came rushing inside and I pointed to the window and this time he wasn't happy. He said that he would go next door in the morning and talk to the kid's parents and that night I slept in my sister's room and then the night after that. Now the next morning, immediately following this, my dad went next door and he rang the bell but 
they weren't home. And there were no cars in the driveway, which meant that they weren't even in town. And that was kind of the only house nearby that had kids. So this didn't exactly help explain the situation. For five or six nights after that, there was really nothing else that happened until we got to Christmas Eve night. That was when the rest of our immediate family, plus all four of our grandparents, they were now at the house. We were in the living room, and this was before dinner, but it was already dark outside. When suddenly, somebody knocked at the front door, instead of using the doorbell, which was odd. We weren't really expecting any other family, and I kind of started to get nervous. My dad went over and asked, who is it? Someone on the other side of the door started saying, please let me in. I need help. No. The door has no peephole, no windows, nor are there any windows on that side that would allow us to see who was on the other side of the door. My dad asked what's wrong, and the voice on the other side of the door said, I have no one to spend Christmas with. Please help me. Oh, God. (laughs) We all looked at each other, and my dad yelled, please leave before we call the police. And the person on the other side said, okay, I'll leave. Please don't call the police. He never opened the door, and we instantly tied this back to the creepy snowmen. We all knew it had to be connected. We knew that right away. And we were right. On Christmas morning, there was a note taped to our front door, and it said, to the best of my memory, I just wanted to have a little fun. I built the snowmen for the boy in the house. I don't have anyone to spend the holidays with. Hurts. In one way or another, I think whoever left that note at our door and built those two snowmen might have been mentally ill or unstable. It's very unlikely that it was meant as a joke, considering he came to our front door. I think he was dangerous, and even if he wasn't inherently hostile, the fact that he did what he did is just enough for him to be considered somebody none of us wanted to meet. Oh, God. Oh, God. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, Do you know what I thought about immediately was the damn pig mask in the window? I was thinking upstate New York. Upstate New York. Something shows up in the window, a face, and then immediately I went from Uh, sad snowman to pig in the snowman. How could you say that this close to Christmas? How could you do such a thing? Oh God. Can I tell you what really got me before that story? Yes. The the when he says from behind the door, when I first read this, I was like, oh my God. And he goes, please let me in. I have no one to spend Christmas with. Yes, that gave me full body body chill. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with something's wrong. Yes. What would you do? What would you do? If that was you in the situation, because like from what they described, they're in the middle of this, like, I don't know, cul-de-sac in the, the Hamptons with that. Nobody seems to be around. And it's kind of like roads are bad. Sketchy. Can I also tell you, I have been to Long Island like during that time, like in the mm-hmm. dead of winter. There's literally nobody there. Like, no, not at all. Yeah, it's a it, ghost town. That would be so unnerving, like truly ghost town. Like I... And it's so sad because it's like it's Christmas. You're supposed to be compassionate, but what the fresh hell? <laughs> Where's my merch notes? What the fresh hell, baby? Here, I'm what? saying me in any given business meeting. I go, well, what the fresh hell? 
what the fresh hell? Even if it's good, they're like numbers are. It's like what the fresh hell's going on in here today? (laughs) Creepers. Just a little preview of After Dark. You're blown out. (laughs) 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 That's what I'm trying not to say in my meetings, baby. (laughs) True. That's the, the greatest insult you can give, and the guiding force that that holds our hand through it all is Mrs. Ham. Those are, the, those are the things they have to look forward to with After Dark. But damn, this story. This is our kicker. Like, this is what was going to kick us off. Creepy. Also, the also saying it was for the... Okay, coming back. First of all, that person came to the property three times or four times. Was in their backyard overnight. In their, ba- overnight. In their backyard, built one snowman, then came back, built the scary snowman. Was and, watching and knocked the on the window. Yeah. Knocked on the window yeah. so he would wake up and see it so freaking scary and then coming back on christmas day or was it christmas eve night to say it was Chris- christmas spend- eve yeah christmas eve night it was nighttime literally before dinner back and leaving a freaking note <laughs> it's crazy oh god he's probably it's- in the snowman by the end of it please please i just wonder i mean i was trying to assume i was like okay well if this person is probably like a lonely older person is what I'm imagining. Maybe like they're a little unstable. They definitely are like an older, like eccentric rich person, right? If they live in the Hamptons, that's their winter lodging. I mean, yeah, the Hamptons is kind of like one of those places where it's like a resort town. I mean, there's really Mm -hmm. nobody, anybody that lives there in the off season. That's not like a, you know, big time homeowner. I don't, I don't know where they live. I've been there at winter time. I don't know where, what were you doing they there are. at wintertime? You're just like, what were you doing? There was a really good deal on an Airbnb in Sag Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> How good was that deal? Oh my Insane. God. I'm telling you, it was a like literal mansion that I think was probably in the high season. I bet it was like over a thousand dollars a night. And oh, my totally. mom and I, we went and it was like, now granted, we had nothing to do once we got there, but it just was just watch like, movies. Literally. Yeah, we watched, we went out to dinner. It was like, I think, I remember it was like $179 a night. We were literally oh staying my in a God. mansion. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm not sure. I mean, Hamptons rentals during like peak season, it's like 30K. Yes. For a house. Yes. for Like for the month. Like it's insane. So to hear that you got away with like basically hotel prices for a night, damn. Yeah, but we were like shivering and there was nothing to do <laughs> except <laughs> have someone creepy come in and build a snowman in the backyard. I remember when I was little, my mom took us like on a winter break for whatever reason. We went to like a beach cottage. I don't know why we did this, but like it just seemed like a cozy thing to do. It was off season, so it must have been super cheap. And it was one of those that's literally built on stilts. Like it's in halfway in the water. Oh my gosh. It was so like during, I don't know, like rough waters. It was very gloomy and kind of stormy out. And it definitely felt cozy because we literally just stayed in and like watched movies and played games and like kept the heat on. And it was cozy and cute, but like I had this constant fear because the house was on stilts. I was like, this thing could just snap at any second <laughs> and we could just float the hell out. Just wake up in the middle of the night after a loud bang and we're in the middle of the ocean. Just Meredith Blake style from the parent trap. <sighs> Low key, that always looked cozy and relaxing. Sleeping on like a, a floating on a bed of a lake. I love it. That was me on Outward Bound. (laughs) (laughs) 
Was that before or after the tarp duty? <laughs> I'd love to know. Exactly. <laughs> well, I do have a second story here, which I have an author for. This was submitted by Monica Barron. And there's no title for it because, again, it's just her first person account. But I titled it The Night Shift. Can we add that actually to our after dark arsenal? We should add that to our list. Yes. Okay. The night shift. Yes. Have you ever worked the night, the night shift. shift ever? I'm trying to I definitely worked like closing shift, like when I worked retail, but mm-hmm. I never worked like like an overnight. I guess the latest I ever worked was probably like ten or eleven PM. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are never very later. few very few jobs that like need that outside of like security. I mean, you could be a grave digger. Be a grave digger. Have you worked a night shift? I don't think so. The latest I worked in like the restaurant world was like two, three in the morning. So mm-hmm. like I might as well have worked the night shift. Um, there was there were like a few nights where I guess I like did overnights with driving for Uber. Where you, I just like was driving so late that I was like, oh, you might as well push it to the morning. Yeah. <laughs> just like keep making that money. Um. Other than that, I don't think so outside of like house sitting, babysitting. Oh, yeah. I've but you don't even have that. to be like conscious for that. So it's like, does it count? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've never, I think when I think of the night shift, I also just think of like people that come in super duper early to like mm. 3 a.m. Yeah. They open up, you know, whatever. That that to me is like the witching hour. Anytime between two to five, I'm like, <laughs> like, it's a strange. Can I tell you something? I promise we'll yeah. get to the second story. Creepers are like, please, 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 please. I'm begging. I'm begging. <laughs> like, I can hear. It's the holidays. Let everybody have some cheer. <laughs> so I woke up the maybe like a few nights ago. It was, it was definitely like a weeknight. And I woke up so, it's such a weird hour. It was like 2.30 or 3. And I was wide awake. And I, for whatever reason, decided I was like, you know what? Just get the hell up and start like doing stuff, you know? And I got up. And I started cleaning. I started like organizing. I started doing some work. I did stuff for creep time, editing. And I had never felt more productive. And I'm, I don't, I never thought of myself as like a morning person. Is that morning? It is morning. That, that's like news anchor hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, I was like, I got to go yeah. host like KTLA at like in like 10 minutes or something. <laughs> 3 a.m. wake up time. I always say I'm most productive when I know everybody else is asleep. That's exactly what it was. I was like, Mm -hmm. not a soul is awake. Nobody can bother me or pester me. I -hmm. won't get any notifications. Like this was the perfect time for me to actually have some clarity. Totally. (laughs) And then I turned on our podcast and I blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're jumping into this next story, baby. So again, this is titled The Night Shift. This was Christmas Eve of 2015. I had recently gotten a new job as a psychiatric nurse, but I had to start on the overnight shifts, and that included Christmas Eve night, which was a Thursday. Well, technically, this was a Friday by the time I arrived to work. But anyway, most of my shifts were pretty slow and boring, with a lot of sitting around at a computer for most of the night since most of the patients are asleep during these hours, at least the hours that I was there. Occasionally, I'd have to get up and check on patients, observe their behavior, or deal with patients who would become restless in the middle of the night. I'll be honest, dealing with so many people with mental disabilities all at once, it was a lot to take on at first. 
but the Christmas decorations scattered throughout the building brought a little extra cheer to this place. At night, the main lights in the hallways go out and a dim set of lights turn on. These dim lights mixed with the Christmas lights that had hung up all over the place created a more relaxed and sort of comfortable setting. And there was a particular patient that night who had been creeping me out. Her name was Bertha. She was an old, sickly lady with severe schizophrenia. She oftentimes would sort of mumble to herself incomprehensible things, and sometimes she'd say things out loud that I'd assume were directed at me, but then she would just be talking to herself. It was around 3 a.m., 3 in the morning, when I went to go check on Bertha, who had been awake the whole night. I came in and I asked her, you know, is there anything that you need? And she just looked at me with this horrific smile and laughed. And it gave me chills because it felt like I was witnessing something out of a scary movie. She looked away from me and started muttering something, and I did not understand most of it. But the words that did pop out to me were, check the bathroom. I asked her to repeat herself, and she didn't acknowledge me. She just turned to her side, and she sort of rested her head on her pillow. I tried to get her to confirm that she wanted me to go and check the bathroom, but she wouldn't answer now. So... I checked the bathroom across from her bed. This is the one that's in her room. But as I expected, once I got in there, there was nothing that was out of the ordinary. I left her room and I went back to my desk in the hall. Then I looked at the bathroom door that was across from my desk. My curiosity got the best of me. So I went into the bathroom. But oddly enough, the lights wouldn't turn on. So I stood in the doorway, just kind of listening for a moment. And then I heard breathing and then a click sound from inside one of the stalls i went to get the door stopper from behind the desk and i wedged it under the bathroom door so that the light from the hall would let me see at least a little bit into the bathroom i then got on my knees and i checked under the stall from a distance no feet no could be seen in either of the stalls though one of the stalls one of the two had its door shut I went up to it and I stuck my eye through the crack of the door. It was really dark, but I felt like I could almost see something in the back of the stall. So I got back down on my knees to look under the door again. But when I did, I couldn't see what I thought I saw. So I got back up and I took one more look through the crack of the door. And there was someone's face right on the other (gasps) side, peeking through the crack just as I was. I almost fell to the floor in fright, but I managed to run to the door and slam it shut. And I grabbed my keys from the desk and I locked the bathroom door. I screamed for another nurse that there was someone in the bathroom. But when she checked with me, we both went in together. Not only did the lights now work, but the stalls were both open. No one was inside either of them. It was impossible for someone to have left that room. Like I locked the door. Then that night, Before my shift ended, I tried to question Bertha one-on-one about what it was that she thought was in the bathroom, but she wouldn't answer me. Just as I got up and I was giving up so I could walk out the door with my jacket on, I heard her say, Merry Christmas. I turned and saw her giving me a smile, only it wasn't the kind of smile that made you feel good. There was something very unsettling about her. I had to turn and leave. I only had to work with Bertha a few more weeks after that as she was later transferred to a center for hospice care. And to this day, I still feel like there was a connection between Bertha and whatever I saw in that bathroom. 
It is literally one of the stories that you couldn't even try to understand or rationalize. And to this day, it still haunts me. <sighs> Bertha, girl, <laughs> you are messed up. I, for that. Merry Christmas. Do you know what that reminded me of? Merry when Christmas, Martha May. Oh. <laughs> oh. My, oh. <laughs> when my little brother said, Surprise. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> I, I, oh. Same God, thing, same I, timbre. I, same timbre. I, when she said that she saw just like a face through oh. a sliver of the bathroom stall, good night. I am deceased. I am down. I'm going down on the ground. Baby, when I read that, did, like <laughs> doing research for this, at, I don't know, two in the morning, I almost flipped back in my chair. Because you're reacting to it. It's like a jump scare through text. It's insane. Yes. <laughs> like the lead up. So scary. Like, <laughs> looking through the crack. It's like, I think I see something. Gets down on your knees. No, there's nothing under the stall. It goes back up. It's somebody's eye pressed to your eye. I would. <sighs> shit. What time is it? It's, it's just 33. Stop. 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 <laughs> Pause right there. oh again it's inside jokes of after dark but yeah damn damn. something about working like the night shift especially in an asylum or like a a mental health facility something about that is maybe i've seen too many halloween movies i don't know but that really unnerves me yeah well what unnerves me too is that like even though bertha was like schizophrenic and like very old and her mental Mm -hmm. faculties were compromised. Like to me always underneath there somewhere is that just like emotional intuition that you still have, Mm -hmm. even if you're, you know, all sorts of mentally ill. Like I believe that she was connected to something. There was somebody in there. Yeah. Or like she knew the person like, and had seen them walk in and then I, I started envisioning like Bertha had been in there earlier and like the other person was like, shh, or something. Bertha, like, you back. gotta stop. This is our transition music. Dreaming. What's your favorite Christmas song, baby? I think it's You can give me two. Be... Do, do a ballad and do an up-tempo because yeah. it's tough to pick. Hmm. Okay. Um. Probably chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, I love that song so much. I also, sorry, I'm gonna pick three. My other ballad. You just can't go wrong with "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." I know. Um, I find that one so beautiful. Yeah, but I actually, I think my up tempo that I love is um. Do you know it's a marshmallow world? Baby, what? It's a marshmallow world. Do you have a season pass to Universal to go to (laughs) Nintendo World? Do you go to the kids section to get a Slurpee? I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Marshmallow World? What are you talking? You never heard that song? No. It's an old, it's a classic with Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. It's called the Marshmallow World? It's called, yeah. Well, it was like made famous because Dean Martin. Wow, here I'm literally slowly becoming 97 years old as I tell you this story. Um, Dean Martin (laughs) used to have a variety show and he was doing um, like a Christmas special. And one time, and he was famous for always being like drunk while they were filming. 
Oh, and really? Like visit? Like yeah. everybody knew? Yeah, everybody knew that he like drank too much, and so Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. came on to like duet the song with him, and it's like it's marshmallow world in the winter when the snow comes to cover the ground, and like at some point Dean Martin just completely loses the lyrics and just like. Frank has to like cover for him. And I remember I saw that when I was really young. I don't know why. Um, and I still love the song. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to have like a lasting impression. I saw that when I was really young and I realized I too can become an alcoholic. There's still I time. too can become, I, I too can be an alcoholic variety show host. And here I am on creep time, the podcast, M- baby, you said it, not me. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to think, what's your least favorite Christmas song? And Creepers, I want you to sound off on this too, because everybody has, a. it seems sacrilege to like say like, I have a least favorite Christmas song, but you just do. There are some of them that suck. I have one, but what's yours? I have many. <laughs> I, have, I have many, but I, I mean, I don't like any of the corny ones that are like, grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> I don't need that. Or all I want Even for Christmas is my two friends. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> unless I'm duetting with her. Oh, wait, is this technically a Christmas song? I have Reba's Christmas album from you. <laughs> Didn't you give that to yeah, me as a I'm gift? I'm pretty sure I did, yes. And you know what song is on there? We gotta yes. give this world back to God. Oh my God, yes. It's, I used to blast it in my car unironically. It was just me. <sighs> um, Let me think. I don't like the really slow ones. I don't like Silent Night. Yeah. I don't like Emmanuel. Oh, come, oh, come. I don't yeah. need that. Mm-mm. I don't need that. That's none a of the, sleeper. Yeah, none of the classic Carol songs. Not about that. Um, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree has got to be the best. It has to be uh, the oh, best. It's just such a good song. Oh, my God. It's just, there's no other way. Wait, I just had a flashback when you said that to one of my favorite memories with you mm-hmm. when we were in, <laughs> were we in Tennessee and we went to some Christmassy restaurant and then we drove around. I remember Tommy drove the van and we listened to Christmas songs. Yeah, Do you remember this? I do. Oh. I do. Wait, weren't we in kind of like a Christmas like town fair or something? We were. We were. We were we were somewhere near like Dolly world. Cause I remember we were like contemplating going to Dolly world and we, it was in Dollywood somewhere. Dollywood. I mean, Dollywood, sorry. <laughs> Dollywood. And- <laughs> Dolly world. And we were contemplating going there and we ended up picking, we decided against it. And we went to some beautiful like Christmas restaurant that was sort of like in a house sort of. Yes. 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 Like, I do. Tabany. Oh, wow. yeah. And that, then we drove around you're- listening to Christmas music. You're like bringing that back to my memory now. That's making me feel very like warm and cozy. I feel like it's sad that the things we often remember from tour are usually the the trials and tribulations, but that's a really nice memory. That was a great yeah. night. Oh, I do remember that. Do you like any of the modern Christmas songs? I just sounded like I was doing the Spotify for podcasters ad. Do you want to make a podcast? <laughs> do you want to make a podcast? I'm going to splice it in right here so that it confuses everybody. They're like, is he doing a bit? Is this the bit? Please do. Um, any of the newer Christmas songs. I mean, yeah. obviously all of Mariah Carey's I'm like down for. Um, what about Cher? <laughs> Cher? DJ, play, play my Christmas, Christmas song. <laughs> Iconic. You can't um, go wrong. Oh, you know what song I love is the Kelly Clarkson Christmas song. Yes. It's like, that's, okay, that's a bop. Under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> 
seriously Ow. just Ow. me screaming in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a psychotic break. I love that Kelly Clarkson song. It's like, Underneath the train. Oh. <laughs> That's you too can. much. Only she can sound semi like. No, everybody else is going to sound like they're having a breakdown. What's the next part of the, the lyric, though? Like, what's the next part of the song? <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good I oddly like that Katy Perry one that people sleep on. What is that one? It's like, I don't need diamonds or fancy things. Oh, yes. No. Yes. Yeah. I like, I don't like I that also, one. I also like, this isn't a new song, but I like Jesse J's cover of The Man with the Bag. Baby, let me tell you something. Because I'm a Maxinista. I was in a TJ Maxx. And this must have been Christmas last year. And that cover came on. It was my first time hearing it in the middle of this TJ Maxx. I damn near dropped six candles. I was freaking out. Like, it it made me gyrate. Something took over my body. And I was like, I, I don't like, I was glowing in the middle of you this the TJ Maxx. Oh, I was singing. I was looking at, I was like, the man with the bag screaming screaming did she do her class like doesn't she always do that in all of her songs she does break it down anyway we have to get back to the spook before somebody sends a hired hit on us i know well Stu, i do have one final story for you for christmas it is one that i titled something in the woods and it was submitted anonymously now you know you know how we feel about the woods but i'm gonna get into it are you ready i'm ready all right this one's a bit longer one of the creepiest experiences i've actually ever had happened in a place where i have some of my favorite childhood memories which sort of makes it all the more terrifying to retell in a certain way it was 2013 just after Christmas time, and I had gone up with my dad and my stepmom to a cabin where we'd usually rent it out that was close to the holidays in Alberta, Canada. This is right outside of the Jasper National Park. I would come here all the time as a little kid with my family, and I walked this exact trail in the winters countless times. But in recent years, now that we'd been making the trip up to the cabin, my parents were getting older, and at this point I was 32 in 2013, I wanted to walk it alone. I would sometimes just go out in the morning, go for a walk through the trail alone, and that's exactly where this all started. Me walking this trail on the outskirts of the Jasper National Park by myself. It was maybe just a few days after Christmas. I want to say we were up there maybe through the 27th when I got up that morning and I made some coffee and I had some breakfast with my parents and I told them around 9.30 that I was going to be going out for a quick walk through the trail and that I would be back, and then maybe we could plan our day, figure out if we wanted to go do something together, maybe grab lunch at one of the lodge restaurants. The trail itself, it actually starts relatively close to where our cabin was. It's a small entrance that's sort of paved out right at the line of the woods, and I always loved it because it's beautifully scenic, especially when there's snow on the ground this time of year, and it doesn't get too tough either as far as an incline goes. So, I started to make my way through the trail. And I got about 10 or 15 minutes deep while sort of just taking in the icy air, sipping my coffee that I'd poured into my travel mug. For some additional context, while this is a very safe area, and of course, as with any wooded area, 
or something that's close to a national park, you would run the risk of running into wildlife. But something much more disturbing took place on this day. There are very few stories of dangerous things going on in this area, from what I know. None that I could immediately remember, but of course, the occasional mention of those who lived out in these woods, just outside of the national park full-time. Not that they were necessarily dangerous, but just kind of off. This is what I was told when I was a kid. My parents used to call them the woods people. You'd never really see them, they don't really like to socialize, and they typically do keep to themselves in these more secluded parts of the woods where they often have cabins, and in some cases they're completely self-sufficient. Which leads me to the next part of my story, and what happened to me out there. When you get close to 20 minutes into the trail, it usually takes a corner around a very large hill, but the trail is actually moving downward, so it's kind of a nice part since you don't really have to do a lot of work. And as I turned the corner and I was looking forward to catching some of the momentum in my step to get to one of my favorite outlooks, another five minutes up the trail, I suddenly felt a shift in the woods and I heard a noise. A difficult thing to explain to someone who's maybe not familiar or isn't really an outdoorsy type, but it was as if my ears had caught the very sharp sound of something moving near me that was not me. So My first instinct was to assume it's an animal, so I stopped dead in my tracks, and I turned my head, and I looked in every direction. But I didn't immediately see anything, which kind of made me feel uneasy. Like being alone in the woods is not exactly a place that warrants welcome surprises. But I squinted my eyes, and I re-scanned my surroundings, trying to figure out what it was that I heard that was large enough to make that sort of noise, but also somehow was completely out of my view. And that's when I suddenly saw it, and I felt my hands go numb for a second. Just a little ways into the distance of the woods off the trail was what looked like a tall man standing behind a tree, with just one eye peering over the left side of the trunk, looking directly at me. People would often talk about stories like this, where they give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's just a fellow hiker, but not even for a second did I have that experience. I immediately felt like something was very wrong here, and I tried to rationalize, you know, why would a person just be staring directly at me and trying to hide themselves behind something in the woods unless there was something very wrong? I remember having sort of a kick of adrenaline at the time and trying to quickly think on my feet and figure out what I was going to do, knowing how far away I was from the cabin. There's virtually no cell service or even a possibility of a police officer or a ranger who could get to me this deep in the woods or this quickly, and I'm a small girl. I'm only about 5'3", and I had never encountered something like this. What I do remember is that I had intentionally tried to make it look as though I had not seen the person, and as if I was still scanning the area, even though I knew I had absolutely no service out in these woods, I still had the instinct to pull out my phone anyway and just sort of start playing with it in my hands, maybe to make it look as if I was texting someone, or I was kind of looking up a map, Something that could buy me just a little more time while I figured out what my next move would be, all while keeping my focus on whether or not this guy was moving closer to me. My other thought at the time immediately went to the woods people, as my parents told me about when I was little. It might have just been that this could be a person who liked to keep to themselves. Maybe they lived out here a bit deeper in the woods, and they were just trying to avoid having any sort of interaction with somebody else, and if so... I should get the hell out of there. And as quick as I could, 
without freaking him out or letting him know that I was nervous, I made the decision that even though I was about 20 minutes away from the exit of the trail and close to our cabin, I should start walking back in the direction that I came, as that was going to be the quickest outlet to get out of the woods and away from this absolutely massive, creepy man hiding behind these trees. So I tried to keep my body language casual. I even took a sip of my coffee to make it seem like I was totally fine and maybe hadn't noticed him at all, but I ended up freaking myself out even more as I took the sip and noticed how badly my hands were shaking. So I started to move back in the direction that I came, just around the bend of the trail to get away from this area. And as soon as I turned the corner, I started to pick up the pace a little bit. And of course, I was looking over my shoulder to see if I was being followed. For maybe the first minute or so, I didn't hear anything whatsoever, and I was moving at a decent walking pace without outright running. And I was starting to calm down a little bit and feeling like maybe I had just gotten away from whoever that was who was watching me in the woods. When all of a sudden, I stopped dead in my tracks yet again. I heard something running through the snow and the twigs behind me very quickly. It was fast enough that I had jolted forward and completely turned my whole body around and I had almost jumped into a defensive stance. But again, I didn't immediately see anybody out there. I didn't see anyone. But this time, I was sort of frantically looking in every single direction and my heart was racing. It would have been obvious that I was completely aware at this point, that I knew someone was following me. Then suddenly, now even closer than before, I could see him again. No! But this time, he was hidden even more so behind another tree. But all I could see was his left arm sort of jutting out from behind the right of the tree trunk. Only this time, what disturbed me was that it was intentional. It wasn't as if his arm was sticking out by accident because he couldn't fit his body behind his hiding place. He was holding his arm completely straight out and wanted me to see him. I didn't know what to do. Should I run? Should I even try to speak to him? Maybe he was completely harmless and just trying to play a friendly joke on a fellow hiker. I just didn't know. But before I even had a chance to think, the situation that was already disturbing suddenly turned into actual horror. To this day, I still can't even think about it without making myself feel sick. To paint the picture for you, his body was completely hidden behind the tree. And he just had his one arm, his left arm that was sticking completely straight out with his palm totally open towards me. When he suddenly shifted to the side to reveal his face and his eyes met mine. (sighs) His expression was totally emotionless. Not a smile, not a grin, nothing that suggested he was friendly or that this was some kind of a joke. I cannot overemphasize this overwhelming feeling that I had that I was somehow in the middle of something that was going very, very wrong. And this feeling of unpredictability and loss of control, like I just couldn't get a grip on what was going to happen next. And it was just overwhelmingly terrifying. But his face is really what changed this situation for me. It's very difficult for me to explain, but something was very wrong with this man's face. I truthfully don't know if I could even put my finger on it as to what exactly was wrong with him, but his face was possibly partially deformed. His eyes seemed unnaturally far apart, and although he was still somewhat far enough away, I could actually kind of see that there was something wrong with his lip. I would later realize that this was probably a cleft palate, if I could guess. And I have to tell you, 
seeing a face like that from a man who must have been about 6'2 or 6'3 who was stalking you in the woods, that is something that you will carry with you till the day you die, that kind of fear. I was absolutely petrified. He was staring directly at me and he wanted himself to be seen. And all I could think is that he is somebody who lives out here in these woods and he may have been watching me the whole time that I was out there. It was in this moment that I decided I had no choice but to take my chances and make a run for it. I knew that he was bigger than me and he was faster than me. But something took over my body and I just started sprinting as fast as I absolutely could without thinking. Something that would typically take maybe a 15-minute walk, I knew I could clear in minutes if I moved as fast as I possibly could. And that's exactly what I did. I dropped my coffee. I was running while simultaneously shooting my head over my left shoulder repeatedly, looking back to see if he was chasing after me. And even though I didn't see him, I could hear him moaning from a distance. (gasps) It did not matter. I had to keep running. That's all I could think was just keep running, just keep running. I couldn't even remember if I had time to scream or yell for help, but even the closer that I got to the cabins, I still didn't yell for help because I had a fear that he would know exactly how far away I was from him. I know this feels like something out of a horror movie, but I cannot describe to you just how chilling the actual experience was. It's like nothing you could expect. And if anything is really deeply troubling about it, it's the not knowing how long he was watching me out there. Was he far away? Was he close by the entire time? I just had no way of knowing. And all I could think was get to the cabin. I knew this trail extremely well. I knew that sprinting as fast as I could, I could anticipate every corner, every dip in the path, and I could get there without falling. And luckily, I did. It was a surreal experience getting back inside the cabin, almost like a spinning sensation, combination of adrenaline and intense exhaustion, and I just started screaming. My parents came over and I fell into complete hysterics. To wrap up the retelling of my experience, yes, of course, we called the police immediately. We even called the Jasper National Park Rangers to explain what happened, although they were oddly unsympathetic to my story and insisted that he might have just been another hiker and that I had been overreacting because he didn't explicitly try to hurt me. While it's entirely possible that my experience could have been harmless, and I am fully aware of that, what I can't emphasize is how long-lasting that intense feeling of losing control was for me. Things like that, even if you're not in any real danger, and who knows, I may have been, I may not have been, they really stick with you for life. I was a young woman, I was alone in a secluded place without any resources for help, and no matter which angle you take on my story, what undoubtedly happened to me is that I was followed by somebody in those woods. I was stalked by a man who intended to make himself seen, and from the way he did it, I could only imagine what he wanted to do was make me feel scared. From that year on, I just heard the ice cream truck. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to break the Jesus Christ. It's the last paragraph from that year on. (laughs) That was the last Christmas that we ever spent in the cabins outside of Jasper, which was devastating, considering all the amazing memories I had in those woods and hiking with my parents growing up. But if I'm being completely honest with myself, the memory of this experience from when I was 32 years old has stifled almost every other positive experience that I had in that cabin and on that trail. And I will never forget that man's face. Ugh. I I'm started sweating. to tear. I'm I sweating. started to tear. What was when the moment that got gotcha? you? 
what when was she it? was describing like trying to keep her focus and make it like keep her cool so that she didn't look like she was panicked mm-hmm. i totally can relate to that and but when she said and then i just realized like i like something was going to happen and then she mm-hmm. saw him again and he put the freaking this oh are you kidding me with that that is so foul it's i <laughs> why why the open face palm one the arm? open face palm one arm what the what is that about it's supposed I, to be christmas i have christmas. I, I really had chills i had chills that whole time i would feel poor sick. thing i poor thing <laughs> that's awful Oh so my scary. god! Do you think he really so meant harm, scary. or was he trying to scare her? The moaning is what killed me. The moaning. The, She's running. The moaning looks back. He's moaning in the distance. But the Ugh. running after her is the weirdest thing. Oh, if I you're just it. a dude playing a weird like, you're like doing a little like like peeping Tom. Sort of I hate thing. that. Yeah. I hate that's creepy like, enough. That's I don't need foul. you to go the extra yeah. mile, please. <laughs> I don't need you to chase my ass, especially at thirty-two. <laughs> And five three candlelight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I know that, baby." Mary, I hear that, Felice honey. Snobby Dodd. Holy <laughs> Snobby Dodd. <laughs> the timing couldn't have been better. Oh God, creepers! I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're not. Like, oh I love seeing the reactions to these stories because they'll write in the comments or like on Reddit, and they're like, "I started listening and I made a mistake. I made a mistake because they're like, I can't leave my bed." I can't get out of my car. <laughs> like, I, I felt paralyzed as you were telling that. Like I because you like, feel like you're there she, in the woods. Like, oh you feel, like my you're god! When she started describing like trying to keep her cool, taking a sip of coffee, and mm-hmm. then realizing that she was shaking, and like the 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 thought running through her head of like I bet was like okay, if he just saw me shaking, he knows I'm scared. What am I gonna do? Exactly. Yeah. Like her tells she can't control. That's the thing yeah. she kept yes. saying was like, I can't, I was losing control, losing control mm-hmm. of the situation. Ooh. Don't go in God. the woods. Stay out of that oh. place. There are plenty of trails and parks. We don't need to do this. And Jasper National Park Rangers, if you're listening, you are bucketed into county police at this point. <laughs> bucketed, honey. <laughs> bucketed. <laughs> obliterated bucketed and blown off blown out blown Blown out out. (laughs) baby you're blown out take a seat (laughs) you are blown out i'm gonna i have to find a way to use it against somebody i have it's just but i don't have anybody i'm like angry at or that i want to like tell off christmas day when you don't get something was going to say, I was like, well, there's yeah. no better time than like my, my <laughs> potential is like the highest it's ever going to be because I'll be home for Christmas. Do you fly tomorrow? When do you leave? Uh, no, I'm going to go Friday night. Gotcha. I'm, I'm going tomorrow. I'm flying American. I never fly American. Oh, I love American. Really? I'm a JetBlue yeah. girly. Oh, you are. See, yeah. the thing is, JetBlue is so nice when you're in... Um, like I loved it when I lived in New York, but I feel mm-hmm. like because there's the hub and I feel like JFK is like a major hub. And it's so it's so good for like the L.A. to New York and vice versa yes. trips. It's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. 
It's so good. And the snack selection was always so good on JetBlue. Well, I got the Um, credit card, so I get 50% off on everything in the menu. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the motherfucking tea one hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's the motherfucking tea. 101. Oh, my God. 101. (laughs) One hour, 135. Um, Well, you know what? American is like... I mean, they're all fine, you know. We even yeah. we we've we've been on tough planes. I would say, yeah. We've, American <laughs> is tried and true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to like Delta or United in my mind. And I just I I don't know. I love JetBlue for some reason. I just always feel like those seats are the widest. This is not sponsored, yes. I swear. But <laughs> yes. I just feel like those seats are the widest. I like their snacks. I usually don't have to pay for flights because I have that JetBlue credit card. So I. Mm-hmm. I just rack up miles all the time. Yeah. Like I, tr- well, I haven't p- paid for a flight in three years. Three that's years. That's amazing. That's Isn't amazing. that crazy? Let, let's also not forget that they have full blown cable television on every you, headrest. You can't say blown without triggering me. <laughs> let's not forget. They are blown out, baby. That's, that's what happens on your flight back to <laughs> <laughs> JetBlue, JetBlue, you are blown out. I'm going to say that to an attendant, a flight attendant. <laughs> to uh, round out our little Christmas stories, do you have any like? <laughs> do you have any funny Christmas stories to share? I would love to hear. Oh God, um, <sighs> I mean, the first one that comes to mind was the year that I really wanted a pair of Uggs and. My mom got me a pair of Uggs, but she got me the like all-terrain Uggs, which were like, oh no! In in theory, more expensive. First of all, nicer sole quality, but those were not the hot girl Uggs. No, they're not the Uggs you can wear to school. No, not in middle school with my North Face. Hell no. So I remember I opened the box and I saw the Ugg box and I was like, oh my God. And oh, what a I, tease. What a tease. You better believe I burst into tears. And no. I was like, oh my God. Wow. Like, <laughs> she really wanted these. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, mom. I burst into tears because I knew they weren't correct. It's intense disappointment. It's, it's, it's the yeah. overwhelming wash of Christmas morning disappointment. Yeah. I know it, baby. I told you that yeah. story about when I asked for tickets to Wicked when I was like 13. To no. Wicked. Yes. I was 13 and all I wanted was tickets to Wicked because I knew it was coming to the Bushnell. And <laughs> I, my dad took the liberty of like trying to get tickets. He got the wrong tickets. He got me tickets to the children's touring company of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I opened. This. Oh, I opened that, and I certainly did still go to see that damn show. <laughs> but I was you, disappointed. You went. <laughs> you critiqued it. You wrote. You. Wrote I had tech notes. We had. We had a. <laughs> we had a, a tech meeting after the show, and I said the twister's all wrong, baby. It's all wrong. No, I'm trying to think that we have something pretty, pretty gnarly on camera of me. It was. If anyone's listening and their little ones are listening, earmuffs really quick. I have on video the morning that I found out that Santa may not be who I think he was. You know, 
Mm-hmm. I think I was at the age where I was already on the fence, but what really sold it was that my parents made the fateful mistake of wrapping one of my gifts in a box, cardboard box that I recognized from our basement. And I literally, I literally looked up at the camera. This is on camera. And I look up and I was like, this is from the basement. <laughs> I looked my parents dead in the eye. I said, this is from the basement. <laughs> Give me that basement. Okay. That's well said. I need that because that's the child equivalent of you are blown out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I basically looked up at my parents at like age seven. And I was like, you're blown out for this. You are blown <laughs> out for doing this. And you know what? It was something, it was a candle they wrapped. Like you couldn't have a, that's like the tiny box to get, go to the dollar tree. I oh. wouldn't have known. Do you have a favorite gift you can remember getting as a kid? Ooh. Oh gosh. That's tough. I mean, I used to love getting games when I was a kid. I loved mm-hmm. board games and like things yeah. I could play with. I loved anything art supplies. I remember getting, um, Oh God. I remember getting this thing. It, maybe you might remember it. It's an old type of gift. It's very dated. Uh, but it's like a thing where you plug in these little like Christmas lights basically to like make a colorful picture. Light bright. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Of course. Loved a light bright. I was like looking at that thing all night, zoning out, and then I like like, are are you okay? And I was like, I might be. Oh, I used to love the light bright. Oh my god. Except ours, the bulb always burnt out eventually. Oh, but that's like the thing you need. Like what? I know. I know. And then we would never get around to I know. We'd never get around to replacing it. Mm. It's, a, it's a weird bulb. They do. It's I. I wonder. Like I guess everybody just does their Christmas shopping now on Amazon, probably right? Yeah. Kind of lost like the magic of like toy store Christmas shopping, which I know could have been a pain for some parents because it's busy season. But there's something kind of fun in that. I like shopping for gifts for people. Do you? Oh, I love shopping for gifts. Yeah. I know. That reminds me, Kendra. If you're listening, I hope you got our gifts. <gasps> I hope you got our gifts. Our our third employee of Creepy. I know. (laughs) Our Christmas bonus was sent. (laughs) And your girl, we love you. Well, Sue, this has been a magical episode. We have revealed two new shows. Creep Time Premium is headed to Apple Podcasts in 2024. And for a limited time, all Creepers can get it for just $6.99. That means you unlock all of our hidden episodes and get to listen to the whole catalog ad-free. And I threw you on your ass with three gnarly Christmas stories. Which one was, I mean, maybe I don't even have the to woods. ask. The woods. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Baby, the woods. The woods. Mm-hmm. It will always be the woods. I'm not going to get this out of my head. The freaking arm popping it's out. It's too specific. It's sick. And the eyes. It's sick. Eyes too far apart. I kept trying to think I was like in my mind because I've watched Deliverance too many times. I was thinking like, could that person maybe have been like, I don't know, the result of inbreeding? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. A woods person. Jasper (sighs) National Park County. What's the number? What's the number? I'm going to call it. (laughs) We're calling it. We should call county police live on this podcast one day. 
and just I ask something have... hella out of pocket and be like, where are you guys at with this case? <laughs> like, excuse me. Uh, we absolutely should. I also meant to text you the other day. I was walking yeah. down by the National Monuments and, uh, or like on uh, on the mall. And they had, <laughs> you were in the Lincoln uh, Memorial, just like looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And they have in a line, like a huge row. It was every single county that's like nearby in Virginia, like all the different county police cars. And I was just like, this is some sort of like creep time art. I don't know what it is. It's it's and creep time protest. It's anti creep time public performance art. That's what yeah, it is. It was. It was. Wow. How how many other and <laughs> baby and with that <laughs> creepers, we are going to wrap up the Christmas special. This has been a creep time Christmas. We hope that whatever holiday you celebrate this season, that it was wonderful. That you get lots of great time downtime with your loved ones, and we're just. So happy that we hopefully made it a little bit better by giving you some extra content to binge during the winter break. Yes. And also, I just want to say, Creepers, how appreciative Silas and I have been in 2023. Like, this has been such an incredible year. I feel like getting to know you guys better and better. And I'm just, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy. I'm just so thankful. And I'm it's, so thankful I get to spend so much time with you. Me oh God. as well, baby. This is the highlight of my week every single week. So I'm excited that we get to continue creep time. I'm really excited for After Dark because I just think that we'll continue to plummet into the depths of our psyche until we truly unravel <laughs> on, on our national <laughs> podcast. It's it's our fate. We it's about, what's meant to we be. We about did the last time we recorded. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like doing those like foreign ones. Damn, <laughs> damn. By the end of it, you're like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm Mrs. Sam. <laughs> and with, <laughs> with that, creep time. Or, sorry, creepers. Happy holidays. We hope you have a great break and we will catch you on the next one. So for now, we will say goodbye and good luck and Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. I may be small. Oh.